Hey, what's going on, friends? This is Dante from the Y Day Podcast. This is episode 24, season 4. This is going to be about mental blocks. I'm not sure if you guys are too familiar with the mental blocks. Mental block pretty much means something that is mentally, psyche, in your mind that prevents you from finding a potential partner. I'm sure we all got those mental mental blocks that stop us. It could be something with the zodiac sign that might stop it, or it could be something that's internally that you might not be good enough for that person. So I have myself in this episode. I have uh, Kylie, Red Pill, and Alpha Monk on this episode. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> I want to say something about, about, about Kylie's stubbornness, right? Is every man's dream to have a girl who goes as hard as for them as Kylie would. Dude, right? Like, like, every I man can... goes to sleep. He'll even roll over on his side and look at his girlfriend in his bed and be like, She's never yeah, leaving. Why would you go hard for me like Kylie? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, like, every man thinks that. Like, Dude, you're like, going hard. Why your girlfriend who doesn't go hard for me like Kylie? She's not. She's not giving up, man. Like, you know, I don't have that. Usually girls get up like maybe like the first month. Like, all right, he's not interested in me and like leave. Maybe not even that. Less than a week. You know I, mean? I so, have commitment issues because girls. Will, I know girls won't go hard for me like Kylie would. That's why. Nah, they won't. They won't. They won't. You wouldn't go hard like Kylie. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. This is true. I, you know, I, <laughs> you are going super hard on that. So. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Dante, another episode. Happy anniversary. I know that happened last week. I just want to let you guys know we had our anniversary. Four years, baby. Woo. All right. Yeah, four years. You know what I mean? So I know I'm setting up something for the, the listeners. I'm actually making some shirts for you guys. I'm really actually serious. I'm actually serious about this. I'm really going to do this. I'm not hyping you guys up. I'm in the making because I, I have my brother who's making shirts and everything. So he's, uh, he's kind of tagging in with that. He has a little machine. So he's ordering uh, vinyl and stuff. So it should be coming in, hopefully, like, for the week. Mm-hmm. In the week, I'll be giving out shirts to the fans for free. I already got shirt sizes for a lot of the listeners. I got to get you guys shirt sizes, too. Send it to you guys what color you guys want, color scheme. Uh, you know, that stuff. So happy anniversary. It's my gift to everybody. I mean, it's, you know. I got different sizes, too. So I, I don't know. There's a gray, black. I think it was like a, a white shirt, black. It's different sizes I got. Different sizes and different colors. So, you know, yeah. But now from our last episode, guys. Uh, <laughs> I know it's uh, it was, it's, been, it's been a while, but I, it, we, had some, we had some good talks on the last episode. Um, I'm not sure if you guys want to recap on the last one. I kind of move on to this next episode. But, uh, you know. Oh. Just so you guys know, I, I forgot who was even on here. I didn't even tell you guys who's on here. My bad. Myself, <laughs> Kiki, Alpha Mug, <laughs> Red Pill. Uh, you know, I think uh, Anne Shirley's going to hop on a little later. 
but yeah, so you guys know that's that's me. But if you guys want to recap on the last episode, I think we we didn't wing that one. I think we had actually something to talk about. I'm trying to remember was that the homosexual episode? Yeah, oh, homosexual. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude, hey, that's hella funny. I've been using that now lately. That's like a term now we've been using. I mean, no one knows what that is until like now we started saying it. Like, I, I like that we're creating uh, <laughs> new terminologies. <laughs> but uh, have you guys experienced that lately or know somebody? Did you guys educate them on what the homosexual was? What kind of experience you guys went through over the week? Nothing. So I've, I can say recently, I've just seen that as a more and more viable dating model, right? <laughs> I'm thinking more about like, hey, maybe I should really hop on this, this homosexual train where it's kind of like, you know, all I have to do is clean up a little bit and lay pipe. And it's like, all right, I don't have to do much else. Free rent, free food. Just get taken care of. It's like, why not? Doesn't sound like a bad deal. As long as I'm there emotionally to support her, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's good, too. I mean, like, we talked about someone getting, like, digmatized to the point where they do anything at this point. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> There's a lot of experiences where people did that. And I'm like, man, you're good. If you're able to keep that for a long time and still live in it, dude. That's skill. <laughs> but uh, what about you, Kylie? You know, since you're the only one women holding it down today, have you experienced it? Like, are you – I don't know if you even talked anything about it. Like, were you open to having that? Like, having someone you're okay with having dating someone who's a homosexual? Or were you kind of – Sexual? Um, not so much. I mean, um, if, uh, for instance – if he's not working, but if, he, if he's in school or something, or if he's like doing something else, like with his life and not just bumming off of me, then I'd be okay with it. But like just straight homosexual, like not doing anything, then no, I'm not down for that. Dang. Yeah, I'm not what down. if he's like just so amazing person? He's wooing you in all the right places. He's like, yeah, man, like let's do this, but you got to pay for it. Let's do the drive. But you know what I mean? Like, but if you're like madly in love, like I think that's that can happen. I mean, they're okay with it. <laughs> uh, I mean, if he's asking for it, then I would say no. I mean, I would be okay with it if I was the one that was offering, but if yeah. he's the one that's taking, 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 then no, that's different. Damn. I wouldn't down. Okay. I think one of the things of being a homosexual, like the way to do it successfully is to not let that person know you're a homosexual. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the way it works is like, you kind of have to keep up this charade that you're a like, I feel like you kind of have to make her fall in love with your potential or make him fall in love. Well, actually, that's just regular dating. Make her fall in love with your potential, right? <laughs> you have to kind of convince her that there's this great thing right on the horizon and she just got to hold it down for a little bit longer and then just keep putting up roadblocks and imaginary obstacles. I feel like a lot of women fall for that. Yeah. They fall do. for potential instead of who they are now. Yeah, that's happened a lot. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, man, he's still living at your house, and you know he still got mail coming over. Yeah, yeah. still ain't working yet either. <laughs> but um, that's interesting. I actually like that one. That was a funny episode. I actually, really, if you guys don't tune into that one, I highly recommend. That was a good episode. It's a episode before that. So uh, we're going on to this one. This is called titled "The Mental Block." Mental blocks of dating. Mental blocks in a lot of things. A lot of different avenues. I was actually quick to make notes, too, actually. And uh, Aunt Shirley actually helped me with this. So the topic would be, does overthinking or overanalyzing situations prevent you from seeing a relationship objectively? Right? I mean, so I, I personally think, like, a lot of that is 
true. A lot of people have those kind of mental blocks, especially when they're they kind of see a potential, but then they swerve away because a a, a block happens. I see that happening more of like zodiac personality, love language shit. Like I feel like that that's happened to me a few times, where they're just like, oh well, we don't match with this, so this is not gonna, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not tripping because I I I know that. But do, have you guys experienced it where someone overanalyzed that Zodiac sign or just personality or leveling? They just dive into it way too deeply or they're just so deeply into it. Where it, it no, just messes everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never dated anybody who was so deeply into it. I mean, uh, every girl that I have dated probably dabbled or, you know, dipped a toe into it uh, here and there. Um, but it's it's never stopped it stopped them. I mean, I've dated girls who were the exact opposite of what they would say was my horoscope uh charisma like wouldn't chemistry none of that would actually connect but it was wrong we were like we were really good for each other it's just you know other other things other factors just didn't fall into place but yeah i never really had anybody who was really obsessed or really into it or overanalyzed my sign or anything like that just like when i would do something they were like oh that's just what tourists do and then you know shit like that but it's happened to me too many times, man. So I had someone who I feel like they overanalyzed it because it it was just capping whatever we had to say. Oh, that's typical Virgo. Like that's typical you would do. I don't fuck with Virgo dudes for this reason. And it's just like then I do it, but it's like ah, they just like they're just completely just shut off. Like I'm like man, what the what the hell? <laughs> and that's why I've never been open with the signs. I'm like this is bullshit. <laughs> so I mean, and then I had several situations where I had to speak the same love language as someone else. And it's like you, you look at it like, are they still like single for this reason? Or is it is that a mental block? Does that count as a mental block? Because if you're not even kind of looking at it from just getting to know somebody, that could be a big mental block. Man. And, uh, you know. Hey, if a girl throws that whole Virgo thing on you, like, oh, I don't date Virgos, you need to like, you need to fire back with like, well, my moon sign. Is- <laughs> That's and the rising sign is. Uh, was it again? What was yours again? I don't remember. I, I think it was like rising. I think it was Libra, and then I said Sagittarius or some shit. Yeah, Libra rising. Yeah. So it goes deeper than just your sun sign. Oh, I did that. Oh, I did that before, and then they hit me with their love language. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are like different things. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm just not winning. Like, this is too much, man. I'm like, are you still? You gonna be single forever? You looking at this the whole time? Like, I'm sorry, man. You gotta at least give. You gotta open up. Your, your horizons man and you know every person you know is, is different you know i don't think it's based off i know you're a big believer of the signs so i mean but you're not like an overanalyzer kylie i don't think you fully look into that too much is, i mean kylie has oh, it, uh, you do somebody <laughs> before huh has it stopped you from dating anyone before uh, there's uh, some certain signs that i get kind of turned off by like i'm not really into cancers i mentioned that <laughs> different episode um was like, a cancer and also my mom is a cancer too so i kind of have an idea they do have a lot of similarities to each other i mean all the ones that i've known so um yeah are they just how would you know if you uh by looking at them um well i always ask well i don't ask what their sign is i ask oh when's your birthday <laughs> and then like, oh in july and I'm like, that's oh, a trick probably a cancer <laughs> up. or hopefully he's a leo so you should be turned off instantly if he's like a cancer. You're just like, well, he was all—he was everything I needed. He was cool, nice, 
good looking and it just it became a cancer you're just like no nah. but those cancer qualities will come uh, out <laughs> just, that's what's your crazy. favorite horoscope my favorite mm, sagittarius oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Mark Hill. laughs> here we go here we go <laughs> thank you kylie for yeah, recognizing greatness this guy recognizing greatness. <laughs> <laughs> sagittarius master race we are here <laughs> no i uh i definitely and this is like not one of my shining qualities but i definitely discriminate against capricorns my my uh, sister capricorn friends my sister-in-law she said yes sagittarius <laughs> got some comments here <laughs> yeah man like what about everybody else what about the virgos and tauruses out there man we you know virgos are cool tauruses are cool we're cool you know we we, oh, are okay. we, have, we have enough there are better signs <laughs> <laughs> i've been having a hard time man it's been hard out here for the virgo men man i don't know it's all good man tauruses have been the lovers of women for so long he can have his little limelight for a while Oh, that's the most tourist thing I've ever heard. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I just, him it's okay. Let him have his little little hill stand up. I just, right. I just want to know right. who scarred these women. What side scarred these women so bad? I'm like, Virgo man, I'm like, what Virgo man did this to you? Like, you just like, no. <laughs> it's probably you. Oh, shit. <laughs> you <laughs> 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 shit. You're right. Probably just forgot. You're right. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Gemini's are kind of shifty, though. You can't really trust Gemini's. Too it's Gemini season. We can't be speaking on them right now, man. I know it's their season. Yeah, speaking right now. on it. Right. Speak on it. <laughs> no, it's their season, so we should speak on them. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I got another question for you guys, too, man. All uh, right. What do you do to prevent you from? <clears throat> okay. How can you guys overcome? What are your guys' mental blocks when it comes to dating? Can I guess each one of you guys. Oh, you guys, if, what's your, oh, shit. <laughs> what is your Tell mental her. block? <laughs> that was definitely a commitment for me. I am, I think one of my, my weakest points is I have a really hard time breaking things into small pieces. And I am such a big picture thinker that when I'm dating a girl, I'm like, oh God, we're going to date for two months. And I'm going to be the family. And we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And it really pulls me out of the moment but also pulls me out of my feelings. Like, mm, like uh, I, there's no way I can know if I would want that until I've been with her for like three hours. Like, there's no way I can know. But in my mind, I'm already just like big picture. And I'm always like, well, for the past three hours, I wouldn't want that with you. And I just can't commit. It's a really, it's a really horrible thought process. It's like, it doesn't serve me at all. Yeah. But fortunately, that's just kind of how I'm, I'm wired at this moment. I'm working on it, but definitely commitment issues through and through. You got commitment issues, really? I only ever had two girlfriends, man. I, I don't. <laughs> like, is it because you like you see them like you see further in like okay, this is part potentially someone I can marry. They're seeing my family. Like I like can't get into the future too much. Oh, yeah, very much into like what's the future look like, or it's the complete opposite. I don't think about it at all. Yeah. Right? Like I'm just like, mm, I, like you take up no mental real estate when you're not right in front of me. Which also is hard to commit to somebody if you don't think about it when they're not there. So. You tried uh, blending the two? Of course I've tried. I can't say yeah. I've been successful, but I, <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> you know. I think uh, I think most men have a small percentage of uh, mental block when it comes to commitment. 
especially if they're like moving towards <clears> something, <throat> they're like really working really hard on something. Yeah. Because in a relationship, especially at the beginning of the relationship, you do have to give her a good amount of attention. Because um, you don't, one, you don't want her to get bored. And two, you don't want her to get, you know, looking around for other men or anything like that. So, and that, that it is kind of scary, especially if you're really trying to work on something because, you know, that's going to take a big chunk of your time. Yeah. Uh, mine, I would say, my mental block is, it's always been trust. It's just hard for me to trust people. And I overanalyze people's body language and stuff like that and what they say. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a hot mess. Okay. Well, answer me this. I have a question for Dante and Alpha Monk, real quick. Um, how to phrase this. So what do you guys think of this scenario, right? <clears throat> and this is the dilemma that I always find myself in. I feel like you guys often, like most, most men who want to be successful find themselves in this scenario. Scenario A, you have a girlfriend when you have nothing. And she sticks with you through the whole thing, right? And she's been your backbone, she's helping you out. Yeah. Scenario two, you want to do it yourself. You just want to do it yourself. You don't want to be held down. You don't want to be attached. You don't want to be committed. You want to give yourself 120% whatever you think your purpose is. And then afterwards, you know, you try and find somebody. But then when you have that person, it's kind of like, well, would you have loved me if I didn't have this thing? You know, do you guys ever think about that? Did that scenario ever like cross your mind? I think about that always. Yeah. Always, all the time, especially when you're single. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's part of the thought, definitely, because <clears throat> it, it is very important. Because you like it, she can tell you all day. You once you, if you meet her when you already have the money, she can tell you all day. Like no, no, I don't care about the money. I never did. But part of you will always think like, well, man, you know, would I have met her if I had the money? Would I have been at the position or the place where I met her? You know, and then you know, would she have even talked to me? if I was walking or taking the bus instead of having this Lamborghini or, you know, and then on the other hand, it's like, you really would love to have that ride or die that she was with you when you didn't have shit, you know? And when you were really depressed, she was rubbing your shoulders. Like I believe in you and she was behind you. That, that's, that's a beautiful thing too. And it also shows that you were able to work your ass off while being in a relationship. So I think about those a lot too. I feel like those those standards are like kind of weird because I think women want to go to someone who's like already got their shit together. Like I feel like they they're not in it for the. No. I mean they're not in it. Like I I feel like it's like if you don't got this shit like like uh, like I do like especially independent women they don't want to feel like they're backtracking. You mean like they're just like oh well if he doesn't have this yet this this thing yet like I I'm I don't know I feel like it's such a dying breed of women who are like really down like fucking down for you. Like, but it's like I don't blame like, women for thinking that way, though. Like yeah, I don't blame her at all. It's security. In, in term, yeah, I mean, security is a major driver in reproductive, yeah. reproductive success. Like I don't blame a woman for wanting to want a man who has these things, or for looking for a man who can buy these things already. I don't blame her for that. Because who knows how long it takes, right? Like I, you start dating a guy, you guys both twenty years old, and he doesn't take off until he's thirty-six. Yeah. Uh, and they're not trying to. They're not trying to wait for your hot twenty-year-old to get some guys forty-five who already got billions. You know what I mean? Like I don't blame women for that. But as a man, that's just one of my mental blocks of when I'm dating a girl, I think about all the things that I want to do because let's be honest, I'm very self-driven, right? right? Like I think about myself most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, can you ride with that? So when I'm dating girls, even as casual, I'm like, mm, this won't work because I don't think you can ride with that. Yeah. I don't think you can hold me down for however long it takes. I don't think you can. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it kind of goes back to, I guess, my, my mental block is – Financially stability, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. That's been a big one for me. Like, like how am I going to provide or protect, you know, and do all this shit? 
Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm always thinking, like, well, shit, I got to have this shit. I got to have this. Then I'm really down for all that. Because, you know, and it depends how long, like you said, it can happen in someone's 30, late 30s. Like a breakthrough right. can happen in someone's life. You know what I mean? So it may not happen in their 20s. And um, if you're with someone for such a long time, they're going to be, babe, you said this like five, six years ago. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? So I feel like it's, it's important to have that. I think that's like my biggest one. Just it stops me kind of like from like, all right, if I can't provide for my own self, it's going to be hard from kind of, you know what I mean, provide for somebody else. Right. So, I mean, that's what are your thoughts opinion. on that, Kylie? Um, well, I don't know. I feel like like what Dante was saying before um, about how women are looking for men who already have their shit together. Well, there's some women who who like don't really care that much about that. I mean, they want to like build with you because maybe like they don't have their shit together themselves and they want to grow with you. So I think that's another like possibility. That's if they're like 21 or 22, man. Like, yo. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you three because, you know, I'm 23. Um, I didn't do the whole college thing. So most of my, like my friends and peers and stuff, like they're just now finishing up their bachelors. Right. So I didn't, like I didn't that. have bachelors. You know what I'm saying? Most of us are like 23, 22. So we're kind of like, yeah, none of us have anything. Like we really don't have anything. But you guys being, you know, 30 <laughs> plus, I'm not quite old, but 30 plus, right? You guys are still young. You guys still got this, right? Um, is it harder to find somebody who wants to build? Because like, if you think about it, you graduate high school at like 18, 19. And now your dating pool is people who have had 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years as an adult and do you think it's harder now to you either insecure because they're more established or you're kind of like, bro, how are you like this age and don't have anything? Like how, what do you guys think about that now? You know, I think it's, it's somewhat easier just because a lot of people in their thirties are starting to actually understand who they are. They're becoming more self-aware and a lot of people have starting to figure out that the shit they went to school for, doesn't actually work for them they don't really want to do that anymore or didn't really pan out the way they did and a lot of us have debt from school so we have to work at jobs that we didn't go for school for there's a lot of people like that um and so the standard as far as that as far as the status goes as far as looking for somebody with you know all this money and all this uh, success and everything it's kind of lower so they're just looking like how you said a lot of women i've uh, talked to and even dated they're looking for a man who's actually working towards something. Uh, they right. find that very interesting and very attractive, you know, because he's still working. He's still climbing that hill instead of being on top of the hill and getting yeah, fat. I don't know, right? I, don't so, know so man. I think it's, uh, I think it's somewhat easy because. How old are we talking though, man? Because we're talking like. Yeah, I'll say that too. It depends on the age because yeah, if you go class like 30. Mid 30s, man. Yeah. Women are looking for more of a strong commitment. And they want more of like uh, husband type kids, shit. Like you know what I'm saying? 27 to like 31, they still got that that youth. And they still got that yeah. um, that behavior and trying to work towards something. Like, you know, they, they're not really looking for a family yet. So, but I don't know. I think it's a little bit easier because uh, in your 20s, like, you, you know, you're just trying to have fun, kick it, learn who the fuck you are, go through school, fuck as much as you can, you know, and experience shit. You know what I'm saying? So... It's, it's a little bit harder to date. You can get a girl a lot faster and probably easier in your 20s, but yeah. you can't hold on to her just because they're going through their life as well. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to find themselves and they probably don't want to get hampered down for too long. 
Yeah, it, it's a little easier if you go on, like, if we say in your 30s, you're talking to a girl in her 20s. You know what I mean? Like, you could be saying that shit. You could be like, well, I'm working on this and this and this. Like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. You know what I mean? Like, they're at that same level right now. So not well, women in their mid-20s go for men in their 30s because they're already self-aware. They're a little bit more emotionally and uh, socially mature. So they go for them for that, but the, it's like a double-edged sword because a lot of men in their 30s and shit are already looking for women you know, to settle down with. And you can't do that with a mid-20s girl because she's trying to figure out who the fuck she is, too. Yeah. So it's like, it's... it's yeah. Do you think a little part of it's like, man, am I like, I'm like in my 30s, am I, should I be, am I 25 in my mind? Like, because, you know, at 30s, you're thinking like, okay, because it kind of fucks you a little bit, too. Oh, but, as young as you feel, man. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, I mean, there's some people it's, in their 30s really who still right, don't know uh, what the fuck to do with their fuck lives. No, so. Fuck no, it's like I said, people's breakthroughs <laughs> happen at some. It out. Yeah, I mean, like shit, dude. It, it's like that. I mean, like it's especially in these times right now, trying to figure it out. Like it's just crazy. Well, I mean, you know, Eddie Murphy said it best. He said, "You can't have a backup plan. You got to have a plan A and no plan B." Because if you tell yourself you have a plan B you're setting yourself up for failure. You're going to be half in, half out. Subconscious, yeah, you're telling your subconscious that it's okay if you fail at this, because <clears throat> you still have this. You have this cushion back here. But no, you have to tell yourself, I got, I got this plan A. And it doesn't matter how crazy it is. If somebody is already making money with it, then that means you can too. It, it's just that fear of getting over that. You know, that fear of success or the fear of failure. You got to figure out which one that is. You got to yeah. tackle it in the shit. I saw a tweet one time. I saw a tweet one time, and it's kind of like, People are making thousands of dollars a month selling bath water. Your business idea is not that crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody buying some, everything. There's somebody buying something. You know, whatever you yeah. have, if you're good at it and you love it, somebody's going to buy that shit. And you're going to, you know, you're going to make it. Hey, that's just being a good salesman. <laughs> if you're a good salesman, you can win anything over with a female if you're a good salesman. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I've seen some pretty like shark tongue people pulling like easily <laughs> what are you saying if you could sell a million things you're a millionaire yeah dude it's i'm just saying <laughs> so what was uh all right what are your mental blocks when it comes to dating so oh, mine was i already said mine's i think kylie's the only one left um i would say my stubbornness oh yeah you stubborn for sure <laughs> you for sure stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm really passionate about how I feel about somebody, so um if they don't give me a hard <clears throat> no and if there's maybe even a 10% chance that it could work out with us, then then I'm not going to like walk away from that cuz I know what I want if I really want to be with this person, then I'm going to be with them. That's in my mind, you know. And then what happens like if they do it for like Let's say another decade, and then we're like, oh, well, I'm dating somebody else now. They just changed their mind. You just all this lost time. Is lost it like all the good being business. so sure about how you feel, or is it just sunk cost? <laughs> You're afraid to give up what you already put in. It's like, well, <laughs> see you in 10 years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. He said 10 years later. Well, I didn't make the same mistake. It's still good. <laughs> I, I don't regret anything I've done. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Yeah, you stubborn. Yeah, you probably would. Probably, well, <laughs> it is what it is. Damn. That I is remember the hardest lesson, one of the hardest lessons I ever learned was I had a crush on this girl in second grade, 
right? And I, I remember everything about her. Like I had the biggest crush on her in second grade. And then my crush grew in third grade. I told her I loved her in fourth grade. And in fifth grade, she kissed my best friend. So it's kind of like one of those things where I learned in fifth grade, I was like, don't get hung up for years over your feelings. Mm-hmm. Like things that are meant to be nine times out of 10, don't take a thousand years to happen. They just don't. You, you ain't, like you, when, you, when you hear like love stories that they've been together for 20, 30, 40 years, these aren't just dating. Like it just happened. Maybe they broke up and split up for a little bit, but they got back together. But it's like, no one's strung anybody along or no one like hoped for something for years and years and years and years outside of high school. Yeah. It just didn't happen. It's a nice little uh, motivation, but yeah. she ain't, you ain't getting to her, man. She's stubborn. She's not going to let. <laughs> I'm saying like, I still carry that heartbreak in fifth grade. I'm not going to name drop, but I remember, I know who you are. And if you're listening to this, you know who you are. So it's like, it's like I remember the heartbreak from fifth grade. I carry that with me every single man. day. Yeah, that to remember, like, don't get caught up, don't get hung up. Uh, she's like my little brother. She's got that one itis. Oh, the one itis. One person, they just can't let go of that. Has these terms, man. My brother has liked a girl for three years and never asked her for a number or anything. He was trying to look for body language, anything. I'm not saying Kylie is doing that, but I'm just saying there's people out there that once they have their eye on one person. They just, for some reason, they just lock in, and it's so hard. It, it has to be, like like she said, it has to be extremely a hard no. Yeah. Uh, or they have to do something really heinous to that person in order for them to actually see it. You know, he just now started dating somewhere. He finally got a girlfriend after wooing over this one girl. And then I asked him about the chick he was wooing over three years, and it was like she didn't even exist anymore. And I was like, wow, it's so crazy. And it's, it's, just, it's hilarious, man. But, you know, there's people, there's people like that. Then there's people on the other opposite side, like myself. It's like, you know, like I always say, throw a rock out the window and you hit like three, you know, three or 11 women. So it's, it's whatever. Um, you know what, man? I forgot to say, man, we didn't even talk about the buzzwords. I forgot to mention that today. <laughs> None of y'all said it, so it's good. Uh, vulnerable, self-defense, and emotional, all right? Or emotion. Emotional, right? Is that what a better word? Emotional or emotion? No, we can right. use the, the full one because I'm, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm the way emotional. it's written. The way it's written. Okay, all right, emotional. <laughs> None of y'all say that word, okay? None of you say, three words you guys can't say. You guys could, but you know, you know what happens. Um, okay, so I want to ask another question. How do you guys overcome those mental blocks? How can we overcome those mental blocks? Man. Seeing how none of us has come over ours yet. Right? Well, I imagine, and this is kind of like, I would say, most emotional blocks in some form or another are fear, right? It's fear that some kind of harm will come to us, whether physical or not physical. And I just know when you're getting over fears, you got to have to just do that exact thing. Like I was acrophobic for maybe 10, 12 years of my life. One of my buddies one day went to a rock climbing gym and I thought we were going to do bouldering where you don't go more than like six or seven feet off the ground. And no, he put a harness on me and made me crawl a 20 foot wall. So, and every time I wanted to quit, he would just yank it and pull me the groin. It hurt. I was all bruised. But he was like, you're not coming back down until you hit the bell. So I got over my acrophobia that way and haven't really been scared since. But so I would imagine when it comes to dating, it's kind of like, kind of like a blind trust factor. Like, I'm afraid of commitment, but it's like, I'll never know if a commitment's worth it until I commit to that person. 
or if you're afraid of someone judging you financially, well, you'll never know until a money problem comes up and you see how they react. And so it's kind of that thing of that thing you're directly afraid of. Just do it. Do that thing. Just do that thing, right? It's like people who've been cheated on in the past and they're really afraid to get cheated on again. It's like, well, the only way to get over your fear of like being cheated on is just to ignore the possibility you might get cheated on. It's the only way. There are certain things you can do to prevent that from happening in a, in a manner, right? To make it less likely. But other than that, it's like, I think when it comes to mental blocks, you literally have to just do that thing. Well, I remember we, we learned in psychology that, you know, you can do uh, cognitive um, exercises. Cause yeah. like, well, like mental blocks is usually, it, well, what it is is uncontrollable suppression and uh, repression of uh, painful or unwanted thoughts, right? And it, it uh, stops us from complete thoughts and it'll stop us from doing things. Some people cause, it causes anxiety. So it's just like whenever those mental blocks come up, uh, you just gotta like chip away at it every time it comes up and remember that every time it comes up and, and uh, be aware of it. And then that's the only way you can get away with it. Or I mean, you know, get rid of it anyway. But it yeah. takes time. You know, and, and you definitely have to be in a relationship for it to actually work on it because you can't do it while you're single because you just make up reasons. Yeah, I think feel like we make up new reasons every time. Like every <laughs> when you're single for the long time, you're like, man, I don't know. Like and then if you get scarred so badly, you just find everything. You're like, uh like <laughs> No, so that, a little part of that it could be a reason. I probably none of us had a mental mental block of like having bad relationships or having a bad breakup. You know what I mean? Being scarred. Well, mental blocks come from some form of, of hurt or pain or something that's fucked up that happened to you. That's why I was formed in the first place because you just yeah. don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. You know, uh, like if you, like I've known guys who've never been cheated on and that's a fear that's not even in their mind when they, when they enter a relationship. Yeah. But I can guarantee you if anybody has been cheated on, that is still in their mind in every new relationship. It always comes up at some point, either at the beginning or if something goes wrong in the relationship, it's just one of those questions. Is something going on? And I mean, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things. Just got to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, mean, I, I, I think it's different for everybody. I mean, cause we all have different mental blocks. Like for instance, um, Markel's is commitment and um, you uh, projecting into the future. Um, all of these kind of like negative things, but have you thought about projecting um, like positive things, like positive things with the person you're dating that you could see? I have. And I can say that's why I have my successful relationship with my most recent ex, right? Mm -hmm. Did it for two years and, and we just broke up over like some very fundamental, just different principles that just don't coincide together. We didn't really fight. There wasn't a big fallout. And it was like, it I was because her. of, um, you can't promise her children or something, right? Yeah. It was like, I couldn't promise her children and I we were raised about it. Like that's kind of naive. I mean, you guys are both like 23, right? You're, or, well, or it wasn't incredibly naive. She wasn't a citizen, so we would eventually get married, and she would have to move here from her home. No, country. I mean, like, just to like think that to put that pressure on you because you're already so young. I mean, like, see how you feel in another five years, and maybe you could give her an answer. But to give her a promise like right now, I mean, that's that's kind well, of well. Hold on, here's the thing, because and, and I'm not saying you're wrong in the thought process, but when I explain the situation, hopefully it makes sense. Her goal in life is to have kids. Like that was her number one dream was to be a mother. Right. And she was one of those girls who wanted to build with somebody. 
also was not a citizen. She didn't live in this country. We had a long distance relationship. I was flying to Sweden. She was flying to the U.S., right? And so we would both collectively have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars with immigration lawyers on the wedding, on getting our own property, living, you know, building our own lives together. Yeah. Like she's not going to do that with someone who possibly doesn't want any kids ever again. So it wasn't so much like, oh, promise me, me and you are going to have kids right now. It was like, I'm not going to leave my entire family in my home country, do all this for citizenship here, do all this to come live here, give up everything, come be with you, start all over, right, to not have kids. Mm. That's a very honest thing. It's a very honest, because I mean, if I told her, yeah, in the future, I'll have, I'll have kids, I'm sure. I'm sure she wouldn't have minded waiting until we're like 27, 29. She wasn't afraid of having kids in her early 30s. That wasn't a fear of hers. Hers was like, I'm not going to leave everything behind. Come marry you. Do all this stuff for citizenship just for you to say no. So was that a hard no? At the time, it was like, I have to think about the investment. And it, it, was, it was closer to a hard no. It wasn't a hard no, but it was closer to a no than it was a yes. I already have a kid. It's, it's a lot of work. And I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm happy with the one that I have. I don't know if I want more. Okay. And that was just so incredibly stressful. Honestly, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> so I'm not doing that again. Still there. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can feel why you became very uh, pushed away from commitment. You mean? Like, that's, especially as someone who wants a kid, you're just like, <sighs> I can't mean, must I do yeah. this again? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that could be tough, man. That could, that could mess you up a little, a little bit. Um, I don't I know how I was feeling too. Like, like I go out a lot. I'm very available. That makes sense. Like I'm out a lot. I'm, I talk to strangers, I'm very friendly. I go to the gym. I go to the malls. I go to bars. I go to clubs. I go walk around town. If I'm like, whoever is like destined to be with me, she'll find me. Like, I'm not hiding in my room. Like, people who are, like, never do anything and be like, why can't I find anybody? I'm not that person. <laughs> I go out and I talk to people. I go on dates. Maybe I don't go on very many second dates, right? I usually cut it off after the first date. I don't go on very many second dates. Damn. Um, she'll find me. She will. Huh. Like, law of attraction style. Like, I'll bump into her. Well, I mean, that's usually how it works. When you don't look for it, it kind of comes your way. Um... All right, so I guess I mean I don't know. It's really I guess we're still dealing with that to overcome. It's good to kind of help each other out, like give us a little advice that would that may help, but hopefully that that was a value for everyone else. Uh, Kylie, you just stop being stubborn. Uh, <laughs> she's like, no, <laughs> never. No, like like every day we just we try to give her like little little nuggets here and there. She's just like. <laughs> I hear me like she's just. I do want to say. I do want to say. We do it every episode. She just goes there, just goes the other way. Like, uh huh. <laughs> I want to say something about 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 Kylie's stubbornness, right? Is every man's dream to have a girl who goes as hard as for them as Kylie would? Ooh, right. So like every man goes to sleep. He'll even roll over on his side and look at his girlfriend in his bed and be like, She's never leaving. Why would you go hard for me like Kylie? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, like, every man thinks that. Like, Dude, you're like, going hard. Why would your girlfriend who doesn't go hard for me like Kylie? She's not, she's not giving up, man. Like, we don't, I don't have that. Usually girls have like maybe like the first month, like, All right, he's not interested in me and like leave. Maybe not even that, less than a week. You know what I mean, I so, have commitment issues because girls will, I know girls won't go hard for me like Kylie. Nah, they won't. They won't. They won't. 
it's not gonna happen. This is true. I, you know, what? <laughs> you are going super hard on that. So <laughs> she said, "Kylie here to give advice, not take it." <laughs> That's what yeah. someone commented on. Kylie here to give advice, not to take advice. <laughs> Oh man, I got a Gabe on here. That was Gabe. He was on the last episode. He's a, that's the cancer guy, right? No, that was no, no. That's Donnie. I'm surprised he's not on. Usually he would say something on here. He's not on today. Wait, what's but, what's Gabe's um zodiac sign? I thought he was a cancer too. Was he a cancer? Yeah. I don't think he was a cancer. He'll probably say what he is. Okay. But I don't I don't know what he is. <laughs> I thought he was Scorpio, but you know, I, I don't know. Hey guys, we're gonna take a 30 second pause and to jump into some other content. We'll jump right back into the episode right after this in a bit. Stay tuned. Hey guys, just giving you guys a quick reminder that we have a website for Y Day Podcast. It's on www.ydaypodcast.com where we have all the platforms where all this episode is on. And we're on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, and we're also on uh, Spotify. So, and we also actually have this video, um, the episode of the video, on our YouTube channel, on the Wide Date Podcast web, uh, YouTube channel, which is also in that website. And we have a Patreon website as well. Now, if you guys want to donate $5 a month, is we're going to give you guys the all-exclusive behind-the-scenes content where 30, 45 minutes prior, before the episode, we're going to have a Q&A, a live Q&A with the guest speaker that we have here. Sometimes we typically have dating coaches. We have motivational pe- speakers on here. So any questions you guys want to ask, feel free to do that. Go on to It's also on the Patreon website on our, our on our Why Date podcast episode. And just put it in there. And Or if you want to just become a Patreon and get all the exclusive content, it's also in there too as well. And let's get back into the episode. Uh, all right, so I'm trying to look at another one. All right. When was a time? That one. I like that one. When was a time? Which one? Yeah, like a specific time. Oh, okay. I see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. When was a time where you think you may have overlooked a potential partner because the signs, personality, or love language didn't match? Whoever wants to. Um, I will definitely say I think there's been a handful of times where I've overlooked or I didn't choose to date somebody because one of the love languages was quality time. And I felt like wanted to spend too much time with me. Oh, too much time. Right. Like I, in retrospect, when I think about that, I'm kind of like, that's kind of what it was. Right. Cause their whole thing, I was, their whole thing was just like, Oh, you know, if you're just going out and about, like I'll just hang out with you. And I'd be like, what? Like, oh, like, I love dates. Like I love going on dates and like planning dates and, doing dinners and lunches and hikes and going to the beach and going to the mall. But if I'm just doing my daily routine, like, no, like, I just, you know, that's my thought process time to just let my mind relax while I'm thinking about what protein powder to get. Like, no. Stupid. <laughs> Over here just trying to fucking get fit out here, man. Um, I'm, I, I'm, for me, I, I never really overlooked a part of because of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I overvalued him. So because it was, it was such a work, it worked out. Maybe I'm like, oh, man, I put him on a pedestal. Like, I was like, all right, cool. There's no way, like, we could, we're perfect, right? I mean, maybe I've looked, done that before. I don't think I've overlooked it. Um, that's when I was heavy belief on, heavy, like, hardcore on signs, like, personality, 
when I was really hardcore on it. So, I mean, I, I, I had that chance where it didn't work out too well. And that's when I started slowly not believing it. Oh, you, you, gave, like, you gave him, like, too much credit. I did. I did. I was like, yo, like, we're, like, perfect, like, science match, love language. Dude, this is before love language was created, but personality was one. I said, oh, we, 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 we compliment each other. But it never worked that way. Never, never, I don't think I've really overlooked that. I mean, I've been overlooked. I feel like I've been overlooked. I feel like I'm a potential. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I'm the one. No, I'm just kidding. But no, uh, that's for me. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been through it. I'm sure Kylie, I don't know if you have overlooked that. Yeah, you being heavily into the signs. So I'm sure. Uh, I'm not I don't know if Alpha Monk has. Have you? Alpha Monk? Uh, have you overlooked that a potential part of because of all that? Like signs, personality, love language did match? I mean, honestly, I don't even think about the signs when I'm meeting a girl. Like, that's my last. That's not even in my thought process. Uh, they're usually the ones that bring it up. And it's usually, like, after the second or third date. So they're already kind of, like, into me anyway. So if my sign and her sign doesn't really clash, they'll just try to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but seeing how my mental block is trust, that's always been a problem. Uh, and it, it has ended a lot of relationships i would end them immediately when i started seeing little weird signs of mistrust like they lie about stupid small shit and i start to think that hey they might be lying about bigger shit you know and so then i just going through my mind and then anything they say sounds like bullshit and it's just harder and harder as time goes by for me not to to trust them so it's like that's why i try to stay 100 percent honest because i want people to be 100 percent honest with me and I think it's just better. Even if, you, even if you hurt people's feelings, it's like as long as you're being honest, as long as you're not like uh, being an asshole about it. But, uh, you know, it's, I think in, in a relationship, especially if you're in love and you, it's a romantic relationship and you guys respect each other, like that's a really important one, then trust shouldn't be a problem. And honesty shouldn't be a problem either. Because if you have respect for yourself, if you have respect for your partner, then, you know, it's just going gonna, gonna to mold really well. Yeah. Then, in that case, why is trust such a big problem for you? Because I never, like, they, they never want to be honest. Like, a lot of the times, women don't want confrontation. So they just won't tell you what's going on. And they don't like to take accountability with a lot of things. So if they do something, they'll try to have some form of reason why they did it and never take accountability of what they did. And a lot of the times they'll lie just so they won't go through that argument or that debate with their boyfriend. And I think that's stupid. I think you should just go out. If you've done something, it's going to eat away at you until you at least confess. So you might as well confess or be honest out in the open right at the beginning instead of dragging it on. Because it's just going to make you look more horrible as a person. And it's just, I mean, it's going to end anyway. You're going to end shit anyway. So why are you trying to draw it out? So that that's what I never understood when it came to that shit. It's like, you know, it, I understand confrontation is hard and it sucks, but if you can get through it and if it's not something that ends the relationship, then you'll become stronger, you know, beyond it. So that's how I feel. Anyway. So do you mean in situations like when you see there's something that's clearly bothering her and you ask, oh, what's wrong? And then she just goes, oh, nothing. Like, Yeah, I mean, every, every dude has dealt with that. Well, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, she's not being um, open with her feelings or being honest with her feelings. 
Yeah, um, I feel like, because I definitely do that too sometimes. And the reason why I do it is because I'm afraid of how you would react if I was honest, because I feel silly for thinking this in the first place, you know? That's what I'm talking about. It's like, why, why does that matter? Because at, at some point you will tell him, right? So then it's like, you, you should just get it out in the open anyway. It doesn't matter if it's silly or not, because if you respect him and he respects you, then it doesn't matter if it's silly. He'll still understand it. But if he's, you know, misogynistic or he's abusive or he's, you know, any of those horrible things that, you know, people are in a relationship, then yeah, they'll probably clown you about it or make fun about it or not really listen to you about it. But like, if you guys really understand each other, you got good chemistry, you respect and trust each other, then yeah, you can say, you know, what's wrong with you? Well, I felt like this, 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 and this. I had a girlfriend uh, once who was highly jealous, but she didn't show it the first couple of months and she would do that. We would go out to, like, she was so crazy, weird, jealous. We'd go to a restaurant and I remember for the longest time, I used to say love a lot after I would say something to talk to a woman because my grandmother used to say that and whatever, long story short, the waiter thing, I was like, thank you, love. And that was it. And she immediately got an attitude. Oh. And I kept asking her what was going on, what was going on. It took several hours for her to actually say that. And it ruined that entire several hours over that one small thing. If she just would have said that, I could explain to her where that came from. And it had no romantic meaning whatsoever. And that would have squashed everything. And she would have felt better, I would have felt better, and we could have enjoyed the rest of the day. But instead of her like keeping that in, holding it in, and lying about she's okay, it just it just made things worse. Yeah. And the only other people who do that, and I'm sorry to say, are children. That's the only people to do that because they're afraid to get in trouble. You know, and a parent, what'd you do? Nothing. You know, and I, I'm okay, nothing. You know, it, so it's, it's just weird to me. It's like, just be honest and straight up front. Be a mature adult about your feelings and just, you know, tell us what's wrong. I think to, to add on to that just real quick, one thing that I've always believed is oversharing hurts relationships. Like, if, if you think about it, even as a man, right, even as a man who, who doesn't show, when he's upset at every little thing, he's a guy who's, who's not very, uh, ooh, how do I, I'm set up buzzword there, a guy who, who's embodies stoic philosophy, right? <laughs> it is, you will still get upset two or three times a day. You will. It's just inevitable. Like something really stupid in my new will happen. You'll be like, man, fuck this microwave. Man, fuck this traffic. Man, this <laughs> bug flew, try flew in my eye. Fuck that bug. Like something's going to happen, right? <laughs> Whenever I'm dating a girl, if she's upset, I'm only going to ask her once. What's wrong? If she doesn't tell me, but I know definitively something's wrong, I can say, okay, well, look, something's bothering you. What can we do to make it better? Let's go for a walk. Let's go do this. I'm not going to ask her to talk about it. I'm not going to put pressure on it. What's going to happen is it's, it's, her emotions are kind of like a balloon, right? You're just going to press and press and press and press and press. What's wrong? I know something's wrong. Well, just tell me. Just tell me what's wrong. And now her mental script is, oh, this is really stupid. Oh, no, no. This is really stupid. Oh, my God. He really knows now. If I say something, he really like it's just, I let it go. I just let it just seep out like helium. She'll tell me. Yeah. She'll just tell me. I just have to make sure she's comfortable and there's no pressure. She will just tell me, yeah. right? If she's really upset, like that dinner, or she wasn't saying anything, I'd be like, look, I know you're upset. I'm going to give you some time to think about it. And I would have just ate my food. And like, I wouldn't have pressed. I wouldn't have asked. I would only have asked once. Because I tell you right now, the pressure of the silence, just the, the you not saying anything and you not backing down from, I know something's wrong. I'm going to give you space to think about it. 
she's going to be just splurted out. Why'd you call her love? It would have just came out. It just would have. So whenever I'm dating a girl and she just so much, something's wrong and I can tell, all I say is, I know something's wrong. What can I do to make it better? If she can't tell me anything to make it better, I said, all right, you tell me when you're ready. I let it go. She's an adult. She's, a, she's an adult. She'll tell me. I'm also teaching her to be accountable for her feelings because it's all her to tell me now. I'm not going to ask her. Yeah, I like it. That's how that would have happened. I've, I've learned that a long time ago. I, I only asked twice. Uh, and the second time, I'm like, are you sure nothing is wrong? And they say, no, then I just drop it. And I just don't bring it up again. And like, like that's why I asked our, you know, told Kylie, I like, eventually they're going to say something because they always do. Especially if you just drop it and don't worry about it, that's going to irk them too. So it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a very weird thing that goes on with the heart and mind sometimes when they're upset. Um, yeah, they they yeah. do want to tell you, like you said, it might be something silly. Or my, to her, uh, but you know, guys are a lot more nicer when it comes to that type of shit. You know, just like when we turn down a girl, if she approaches us to try to get our number, and we're already taken. We're a lot nicer than some women would be if a guy would approach her and do the same thing. But I, I just think instead of going through all of that, all of that gameplay, all of that being silent and waiting and you know until she gets comfortable it's just you know just come out and just just talk like an adult that's what we are we're adults you know just spread it out well if she openly just admitted to being super jealous like right up front without you know when you asked her like what would you think of that well at first i would probably like chuckle and then just tell her that she had nothing absolutely nothing to worry about and then tell her like you know i grew up hearing this my entire life and i adopted it and I use that, you know, it's just, it's just something that I use to no different than, you know, calling somebody a sweetheart or whatever. But I mean, it's uh, how she took it is how she took it. But it, we would have questioned it right there. It would have been over, you know, I would have made her feel more confident about the relationship instead of, you know, who knows what went through her mind those four hours, you know, it's, she could have been hurting her whole, harming herself, her whole psyche about thinking about, you know, whatever it's a downward yeah. spiral with that with jealousy. Yeah. So, it would have helped her out if she would have came out and just be honest about it. Because uh, she, she should have known by that time that I, I'm not the type that argues loudly. I don't, I'm not aggressive when I argue. I don't get upset, throw shit, you know what I'm saying? I don't call you names or anything like that. I'm very calm, you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I, I stick to the point and I'm very logical when it comes to it. Yeah, I, I don't get my emotions involved into it. So you know, she should have known that, but you know. But yeah, um, would that I, hurt your image of her if you found out that, oh, this girl is actually really jealous, a jealous person? What's that, say it again, I'm sorry. Would that hurt your image of her? Like if um, you just found out, oh, this is actually a really jealous person that I'm with? No, I mean, I've always believed that women uh, show more jealousy than men. It's not that you guys are more jealous than men. I think it depends on the person. But through my experience, <clears throat> women have shown it more, even when they say they're not the jealous type, they show it. The ones who say they're not jealous type always show that they're more jealous. Um, but I've always known that's just one of those traits that mm -hmm. usually most people have. So it doesn't really throw me off. Um, but it's just one of those things you, you communicate about. I and just think that, I mean, it's cool you guys say this whole trusting kind of works in a way, but like, I feel like if you tell someone full on trust, they're going to be like, I, I remember one time, by instance, example, they said, oh, you know, um, how many girls you hooked up with? Like, one girl asked me, straight up, facts. I gave her the real number, and she's like, oh, oh, 
you're a dog. Like, I was like, well, I'm being honest. I'm being truthful. So, I mean, sometimes some truth people can't take. Because some people are immature in a way where, like, you can't expect to have that kind of conversation with them on trust and tell them the, the truth. You have to kind of talk to them like you are, like, talking to a 13-year-old child. You still tell them, like, you still tell them, like, Santa Claus is real. It's like, you, you have to do that just, like I said, the reaction. The reaction factor. Because then they're going to think, like, ah, ugh. ugh. You know what I mean? Like, and they just don't want to hear it. So, I mean, I don't know. Because I mean, G- Gabe said a, a question. He said, uh, have you ever been in a relationship of radical 100% honesty? Like he said, have you ever been in a relationship of a radical 100% honesty? Like, no lies no. on little things, even if it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I have once. Uh, and it lasted for three years until we started to allow other people give us suggestions and advices in our relationship. I think once you do that, once you allow external uh, people to get involved, you kind of fuck shit up. Yeah. But that first three years, I had no worries. I had full 100% trust in this woman and, and it was vice versa. And it was a beautiful relationship. And I, I still, to that day, uh, see that as, as the way to go. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's a fluke, man. I mean, you know, it, you just never know until you know. It's one of those things. But like, as far as what you were saying, Dante, uh, like, I don't believe in the the telling the number thing when it comes to that. I think it doesn't matter how many you say to a girl or how many she has. Somebody's going to have a problem with it. So it's best just not to know. So there, there you go. But you're not being completely honest. You're kind of just saying, That's, well, I got yeah, and, and then it goes to this girl's like, do I look fat in this? You say, oh, uh, yeah, you do. It's like, oh. <laughs> right now, it's right? Like, it's <laughs> you can't be honest. Say, yeah, but it's how, you're, it's how you're being honest. Yeah. Do I look fat in this? Yeah, baby, you look fat. Yeah, be honest. It, yeah, but that's not that's that's being blatantly honest. That's being harshly honest. But I'm just saying, be honest. Yo, baby, do I look fat in this? Baby, it probably doesn't. You know, I don't know. You can go <laughs> many ways of saying it instead of saying she looks fat and say it doesn't. It doesn't do well with your body type. You know, maybe try something else. All right. Did she ask you? Do you think I'm fat? Don't worry. <laughs> you you <laughs> thick, girl. You <laughs> thick. Exactly. No, I'm thinking fat, but maybe thick, you just think you're fat. The size just runs small. It's it's the clothes. It's the I know the right? size runs small, but do I run big? That's just gonna ask you. Do I run big? Right? Like, how do you be creative? How creative can you be to try to switch that around? <laughs> I want to know. Like, right? No, trust me. I, I work retail and I work with women all the time, and they always ask me that, and that's what I say. Like, oh no, it's not you. It's just the size runs small. It's like, oh, well, so think about it. Think thick. about it. What is fat? Okay. Does, does anybody date? <laughs> I mean, if you're dating a big girl, then she obviously knows she's fat, and you obviously know she's fat. <laughs> so that right there is in all honesty. But if you're dating a girl that is petite and she's just being a little needy and she's saying I'm not fat, which is usually what happens, then no, you're not fat. No, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not fat. You know, fat is being obese or overweight, right? So unless you're dating a fat or obese woman, then I would say you're not lying to her at all. So but you you, you would call her fat too. Like, so come on, man. Let's, let's not let's not let's not kid ourselves. If I say if my girl comes in like, baby, I look fat, and you're like, nah, it doesn't really fit your body, baby. You laugh about it. You think she's gonna break up with you over that shit? No, she got with you because you're somewhat of an asshole, anyway. <laughs> so it's like you being honest. Being honest is somewhat of an asshole. And for me, my experience has shown that women kind of they kind of are attracted to that. They like that shit when you're being upfront, honest, because they got simps all day telling them that they're beautiful and shit and lying to them. So yeah. let them motherfuckers lie to them. I'm gonna tell you the truth. So if you don't like it, then there's the door. I'll get somebody who does. Damn. Uh, I got some comments here. Someone said, yeah, I don't ask my men that questions. I wish 
I never asked my man any of those questions. Someone also said, you don't let others give you advice because everyone has gone through traumas of their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're within like four minutes left of this, guys. So I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have anything else you want to add on there. Um, you guys all coming in the post episode, of course, right? Keep it 20 minutes or so. Okay. Yeah. No, like 10, 15 minutes. Long as we're done by 930, I have a bedtime. Oh, okay, bet. Okay, so we'll keep it short. Um, but yeah, so we didn't even get to a lot of the questions here. Actually, no, we, we kind of talked a little bit about it. Yeah. I, I think the other half of it's like self-confidence. We can kind of talk that in the, in the post episode, but honestly, like the mental block is definitely a huge factor. I think we all have our own mental block. Um, probably why most of us are still single, right? Okay. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say right <laughs> now, I've, I just don't want a girlfriend. Oh. Like, I, I've been in positions where I've been single and I've wanted a girlfriend, and then my commitment issues wouldn't let me, like, actually. <laughs> Like, I would go on all these dates with really good quality women because I'm incredibly picky. I'm a firm believer in if you're a man, I think man's, especially in dating, men's biggest problem in dating is they don't have enough options to know how to, like, discern between good and bad women. Like, if you're an average looks, like, if you're a girl with, like, above average looks, you're getting approached often enough to know the difference between a good guy and a bad guy. But most guys, if you're not approaching every single week tons of different girls, like, you're probably not dating enough to know the difference between a good girl and a bad girl. Like, you don't have the options. You don't have the opportunities to figure it out. But for me personally, it's like I'm very big on betting women. And sometimes I think I'm just a little bit too picky. Like, I bet them too hard, right? I'm like, oh, you're not doing – you didn't go to school. Oh, you don't have a great job. Oh, you don't have a good relationship with your family. Oh, you're not – you know? Because it's one of those things where it's like, as a man, and I'm going to assume the masculine role in my life and my relationships, I'm going to assume that I'm going to be – protector provider i'm gonna provide assets and security right in the future it might be a paternal figure and it's like well i'm not gonna share that with you so you know that not for me maybe someone else but not for me like you're not to my standards and okay i just want to put that in there i feel like a lot of guys can't vet no i feel it i mean like i said within two minutes i'm not sure if you guys have anything else on there we got like two minutes left um make it pretty quick if you guys want to add something on there no you guys good? Okay, so you meant to block to your responsibility. How about that? <laughs> You're responsible. Extreme ownership. <laughs> um, this might be. I don't know if this is gonna be our last time we're doing. Uh, once once things start open up, man, we're gonna start doing actual stuff at a within f- physical. Uh, this might not be. We might not do this too much, huh? Do the whole video thing. We might actually. But it's the I end know. of an era. Meet in real life. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna meet in real life. I think at some point soon, right? IRL. What? Yeah, I know. So, uh, I, I mean, we might do another episode, but, like, as we start opening up again. It's totally different, too. Like, when we start arguing, we're, like, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, appreciate you guys coming on again. Uh, like I said, another happy anniversary for four years of Why Date. Appreciate you guys <laughs> being such big fans. Um, if you guys have any other comments, please go on the website. If you guys have some ideas, we're open to it. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes I'm going to do to the season's over. But we're going to do our post episode. So if you guys want to hop back on, you guys can. And then, uh, yeah. But other than that, enjoy, enjoy you guys rest of your day. Thanks right. for tuning in. And, uh, yeah. Next episode. All right, guys. All right. See you in, like, soon. All right.